0: Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there. But Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. What if there was somebody who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have connections to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location nearest you. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly. Or who's had more interesting jobs, Seton or Pauly. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those aren't exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but Pauly was a bouncer. Yeah.
1: DJ at a country
2: western nightclub.
0: And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour two on this Friday. We've got the Traeger fired up. I don't know what we're having, but I just know we got the Traeger fired up. Meet Friday. NFL is allowing coaches to return to team facilities today. You'd have to imagine players won't be too far behind. And it's good news if you're a fan who wants to see the season start on time. I guess the talk around the NFL has been different than other sports. It's basically been full steam ahead. If you're going to have the draft, okay, it's a virtual draft. If you're going to have the uh, schedule release party, they're doing all of these things in real time and trying to adhere to a schedule. And uh, Roger Goodell, even though he was in his basement for the draft, it still went off. It was a huge rating success. Same with the schedule release show. And a lot of this is timing. The NHL and NBA had their seasons cut off. Baseball was in spring training. The NFL basically has had six months to figure all of this out. They have time. And it's different than college football because college football, you're dealing with students, the student athlete being on campus. The NFL doesn't have to worry about that. So far, it seems like the NFL has a handle on this situation. And we'll see if that continues when the games start. But You hope the momentum continues. They figure out how to provide a safe and entertaining product this fall. And you're starting to see some of these colleges opening up, or at least the possibility of opening up. I know that the NCAA president, Mark Emmerich, came out yesterday and said he doesn't think all colleges will be playing football in the fall. I don't know. It's always difficult, troubling, dangerous when you have that blanket statement here. Because of all the blanket statements we've had, if you go back to March or April or May, it feels like we walk back just about every statement that is put out there. I understand being overly cautious. I don't know if baseball is going to play this year. If you said, today, are they going to have a baseball season? I would say no, because of business, not the coronavirus. The NBA, we're going to have a season. You know, you try to figure out some of these other sports. Hockey's coming back as well. Golf is coming back as well. But when it comes to, can college football do it? Well, number of teams, if you have a couple of hundred teams, and then all of a sudden you start to add the numbers of the players who are going to be there, students, student athletes on campus, can you go to games? College football has the really toughest road here because, There are monetary aspects to this because of all the different programs under that umbrella of the football program, the trickle down with the money and there are going to be programs that are abolished. They will fold up those, those different programs, different sports on universities. Can you get everybody back? What's it going to look like in the stands? Can you have student athletes? Can you have them on campus? How many can you have on campus? There are going to be schools that will probably not play football This fall. That's according to the president of the NCAA. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Speaking of the baseball season, John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer, will join us. Of course, the uh, great analyst for MLB and Fox. I'm just looking at the numbers, the financials. It doesn't seem like baseball is as concerned with the coronavirus. Remember Blake Snell of the Rays? He was the first to come out and say, hey, this isn't worth my health to come back. Now, I don't think it's worth a pitcher's health to come back for a 50-game schedule because so much of what you do as a ball player, certainly as a pitcher, is based off routine. Now, all of a sudden, these are different times. How am I going to be used? And if it's 50 games, are you going to use me more? Are you going to have more pitchers? What's our rotation going to look like? Now, I'm a little bit more cautious if I'm a pitcher coming back for a 50-game regular season. But this is about money. All of these sports are about money. The bottom line is about money. How much can you make? Or how much are we not making? How much are we losing? That's what baseball is looking at. And the players have to take them at their word that this is the amount we lose each game because we don't have fans. There's no concessions. The players don't have the numbers. The owners don't have to give them those numbers. We know what the players make. Players don't know what the owners make. They have to take, there's so much bad blood and distrust here. Now, maybe you can bring them back without having an agreement. There was talk of doing something like that. But can you have an arbitrator who will come in and actually look at this for the betterment of the game? Because you might have to help baseball help themselves. Because it's a terrible look now that all of these other sports are going to find a way to come back. And baseball's not coming back. And it doesn't have anything to do with health. It has to do with money. So we'll talk to John Smoltz about that. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have for me today? So
3: I put up uh, which second tier team as a non-top three NBA team has the best chance of winning the title or would you bet on? And the Rockets were first, okay. then the Celtics, and then the Sixers. I took the Clippers, Bucks, and Lakers off the board.
0: Yeah, I understand where uh, there's a fascination I have with the Rockets. But there are times I watch and I'm like, oh, my God, in a good way. And there are times I watch and I go, oh, my God, in a bad way. I don't have that strong opinion about Dallas. Dallas is the best offensive team in the league. Houston, Houston can be the best team in the league and look like the worst team in the league. I've never seen somebody have the pendulum of being really good and really bad man it moves in far greater reaches with the rockets than any other team it feels like i think the celtics and uh, the sixers uh, they're legitimate you know title contenders certainly in the eastern conference absolutely see that yeah McLevin.
3: a couple other teams on this poll are the raptors the nuggets the heat any of those like stand out i mean they're all they have pretty good records they're all around 40 41 42 wins
0: you know, you always have Denver and playing in Denver, but now you don't have that advantage of playing in Denver. Toronto is not surprising anybody. That's a good team. Good coach, good team. But you're not surprising anybody. Sixers are unique. Miami Heat? You, you were getting into them a little bit this year. I noticed that. Yeah, I think I just like the uniforms. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yes, Paulie.
2: I, can anyone in this room name anyone on the Maver- two Mavericks besides Luka Doncic and Christoph Porzingis?
0: There's Michael Finley. Night. Oh, don't forget JJ Berea. or Berea. <laughs> he played.
2: Uh, yeah, he played a little bit this year. JJ Berea. He, he's like ninth man. Wait, I was kidding. He's still on the Mavericks. I was totally joking. Uh, he was on a classic. He's been on the Mavericks the for 27 years. It turns. <laughs> out. So let me double check. That
0: was a joke. Yeah, I, Did, got, I got him on the. Didn't thing. he marry Miss Universe? Really? Yeah, I think J.J. brea that was his best accomplishment. Good for him.
2: Yeah. Would you take her last name so you're J.J. Universe?
0: Well, that's not her last name. Oh. <laughs> so, so she's mis- say, they- Miss Universe. You're is- destined to win it if that's your last name. <laughs> <laughs> her name was Jane Universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're Miss Universe. <laughs> is it Steph Curry's
3: brother
2: on that team, though? Seth Curry's yes. in the playoffs. Yeah. Steph Curry is not. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, I guess, he plays in the NBA. Dorian Finney-Smith. Hyphenated, yeah. Maxi Kieber? no offense, Kleber. He's a good shooter. All right. Jalen Brunson or Rick Brunson? What? What are the Brunsons? Rick Brunson's son. Yeah. Jalen Brunson's coming off the bench doing some good work. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember Rick Brunson at Temple?
3: Yes, I love
0: that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was good. You know, he, he was solid. Solid player. I had to play defense back then with John Cheney.
3: Best Philly college player ever, Mark Macon. Remember, he was going to be a star.
0: He couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot at all. No, and his name was Macon. <laughs> like I go, and should have Mark Misson. He wasn't the best Philadelphia player of all time.
3: Right. You no, know, I think he went top 10. He was a big, big, remember the big five? Of yeah, those five yeah. Yeah, he
0: was a really good player. Lionel Simmons was great. L Train was great. And of course you had Hank Gathers as well. Yes, McClellan.
3: I have a side poll question. Okay. A Friday poll question. Mm. that is involved. There's an NBA hook. What okay. are the precautions is apparently they might not send maids into the rooms to make the beds in this Orlando hotel. Right. Okay. So here's a question for everybody. Do you make your bed in the morning? Yes or no? I mean, we, we also have partners, so I guess it's a tricky one, but when you were a single man, did you make your bed every morning?
1: No. Yeah, see. I, when I was single, definitely not. But now, if I'm the last one to get up, I try to. Try to. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> depending on the, uh, the way the morning's already going. If it's already a bad morning before I'm even getting out of bed. I might not. But I, I
0: usually, 90% of the time, I do. But then if you just have the duvet, and then you just pull oh, the duvet. God. <laughs> 37 pillows. <laughs> Why do women have 15 pillows on the bed? I never understood that. Like, it's not a photo op. Oh, yeah, it is. No,
2: I just want to go to sleep. It's for that one day a year where you have some type of house party and everyone walks around to look at your house. Well, I don't let them in my bedroom. Does it count as making your bed if you just
0: flip the top cover yes. technically now you're talking over yeah. the pillows? Yeah. Oh, you got no room to talk that, back, that, row. That's
3: the most I would I would do. If it's just kind of putting the covers over and throwing a couple of pillows, I can do that. If it starts getting more involved and. My, my attitude is we're just going to be back in the bed later anyway. Like, What's the purpose of making it all nice and neat for who? No one's in the room, and then we're just going to be back in there messing up the cover anyway.
0: I choose not to think of that <laughs> image right now. Just saying. I don't need that image in you my head. Out. It's a meat Friday. Yeah, sorry about It's not the meat I need to be thinking yeah, about here. My, my mistake. Teams that score the highest percentage of their points on three-pointers this season. Mavericks are number one. 39 and a half percent. Rockets at 39.1. The Raptors at 36 and a half and the Pelicans at 36.1. All right. Some interesting numbers, you know, to get your shot back is going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, do we see where some of these teams that are relying on the three point shot are going to struggle a little bit because of this long layoff? Defense travels. That's what my coach would always say. I'm like, Man, don't travel with me. It's not in, it's not in my suitcase. Yes, McClellan. Now, what do you know about the shooting lines, like the visuals here? Because that's you shooters always talk about that. Yep. That, to me, is the great home court advantage. Is the backdrop. Like, a, like the comfort level you have when you go on your floor and you, you know the lighting. You know the background there. And it's going to be different in Orlando. Not that they won't get accustomed to it, but I do think there, there are guys that when they get on the floor, they don't even have to look at the hoop to know where they are on the floor. They just, there's a feel that you have, you know, you're, you're just comfortable in that space there. But the backdrop when you shoot is very underrated. I remember when we started playing NCAA tournament games in the domes And players would always talk about the depth perception when you're shooting. I don't know if that's going to be an issue at all, but shooters notice these kind of things. All right, some phone calls in here. Doug in North Carolina. Hey, Doug, what do you have for me today?
4: Well, first off, I got to tell you, when you were interviewing Rex Chapman yesterday, I could not take my eyes off of YouTube. That You've had a lot of funny interviews. That was probably the best interview of the week. And when he said, no one ever called me a thug, I, it was an eye-opening moment for me. So just if, if, if your listeners haven't seen it, go to whatever platform you would, they could find that on. It was just wow and a great job. But... Um, I wanted to put you in a position of being a general manager. I'm assuming that the lottery teams are basically all set. So you guys have been talking about the playoffs. I want to go the other way and say Dan Patrick is the GM of the Detroit Pistons. They're my team, and they're going to be a lottery team, and I think they need a general manager. Are you taking Edwards or Ball if you get the first overall pick?
0: I'd have to look at the roster a little bit more, Doug. You know, You're asking me on short notice. But thank you again for the compliment on Rex Chapman. The number of people I heard from yesterday to say, if you ever wanted to give the the, the uh, uh, format, um, I'm trying to think the word that was used, but just you're listening to two people talk, but they're actually talking on a national radio and TV show. That's what we did with Rex Chapman. But that's because Rex allowed that to happen yesterday. He He allowed me to go certain places with him. And then he offered up things as well as if we would have a normal conversation. And that would be a normal conversation. I, I talked to him yesterday after the show and I just said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I hope that was good for you guys. And I said, it was. And then he started, you know, telling me other stories about things that he had gone through. And, uh, you know, it's clearly emotional for him. What he was talking about, the uh, op-ed piece that he wrote for the Lexington Herald but he, he, he just, he's a very, very interesting guy. And he's got one of the best social platforms with, you know, you know, he's always got these videos, a lot of comedy in there. He's very, he's got a great sense of humor, but he can laugh at himself. And when he brought up the shoplifting and he was addicted to pills, even when he said that Calipari he had heard was going to the Lakers, he said he was high. He was, he was high on opiates when he said it, but uh, no. If you get a chance and listen to that, go back. Any interview from the uh, Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, you can go back and listen to that on our uh, app. Uh, let's see. Jesse in Los Angeles joins us. Hi, Jess. What do you have for me?
4: Hey, D.P. Hey, bud. Got uh, 510 and 173. Uh, two comments on the nba if that's okay Re- one is regarding the idea that if the lakers would win the championship you kept saying you know would i have an asterisk because of lebron james it probably will to some people but it definitely should not and i'm going to let you know why no one puts on a, no one puts an asterisk next to the 2011-2012 season when he won his first title with the heat and they only played 66 regular games that season because of the lockout while this year with a 71 game uh, with the extra eight they're going to be playing 71 so that's why I don't think there should be an action.
0: well there shouldn't be Jesse absolutely I just know how this the my world works this is where you're going to have people who are going to do it because when you talk about LeBron you get clicks you get eyeballs I if LeBron wins he wins it's a title because everybody else in fact we've taken out the home court advantage so I've taken away something from LeBron If you want to have an asterisk by this, that would be the asterisk. Is somebody going to win because we created a different kind of playoff format here? Is there an asterisk if the Celtics win? Well, hey, you only played this number of games. Hey, everybody played in the same spot. If the Lakers win this year, you can put an asterisk, but it should be a positive one for LeBron James. We took away the home court advantage that they worked so hard during the regular season to get. And now everybody starts out on the same floor or floors in Orlando. But I, I'm under no impression that logical people will attach an asterisk. If the Lakers win, it'll just be people who want to troll you and say, yeah, Michael, Michael never won a strike shorten or a pandemic shortened season. Oh, that should only count as uh, half a championship for LeBron. Whatever it is to shoehorn LeBron into everyday conversation on these shows, that's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you, looking in the crystal ball if the Lakers win. Now, it's a a good problem to have if you're LeBron. Hey, I won the title. Yeah, but it's a... Yeah, sorry. Sorry, bro. I won a title here. You can't, can't take it away from me. But I... I don't want to say, I told you, but if we get there, I told you that some will look at this and still say, "Mm, yeah, but. 19 after the hour, more phone calls coming up. Always great to check in with John Smoltz. How optimistic is John that we will have a baseball season? Because I'm not optimistic at all. 19 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor.
2: I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite. So uh, I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally.
0: Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat.
2: Which is better? Crack of the bat's crack of the beer,
0: can? Well, oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was
1: awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy like. We knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. For 10% off your first booking on the app, one app, over 300,000 travel
0: experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So how do you take it to the next level? Sleep number smart beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side, two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust your movements. So you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed, only $1,599. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only to Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit affleck.com to learn more. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. During the live look-in, I uh, went in the back, brought the Danettes back there. I have my Airstream. It's uh, an RV, and uh, it, it's really a beautiful piece of art. It, it's, you know, that silver bubble-type RV, and, uh, and, and I bought it for my wife. This was years ago, just to go camping. And Fritzy, of course, spoiled the surprise on the air that day.
3: That was one of the worst things ever.
0: I can't, that's why I never want to tell you I a know, secret. I know, you don't confide
3: notice. I haven't really confided in a <laughs> I long
0: time. I, I haven't. But I'm thinking maybe a camping trip. You I, and your wife are going on a camping no, trip? No, you guys. Oh. I, we could go, and I'd stay in the RV, and I'd get Cabela's to get us a really nice tent. Uh, and one, we, one tent? A big one. Mm. Be a big mm. one. It's not individual tents. Well, no. That a nice How about front row, back row tents? I could, oh, I could do that. Okay. Yes, Todd.
1: Now,
3: they inst—they have restrooms inside tents now? No, they, they do they, not. They, that's pretty no, bad. We,
0: we, the campgrounds are really good. <laughs> and maybe you could just be one with nature. I could. Have you gone camping before? I have, but
3: there was a fourth grade trip and then there was a torrential downpour of rain and our grill fell over and it caused like a mini fire. It was kind of a disaster. <laughs> we had to go into some kind of community college gym to like sleep and that wasn't much of a camping trip. I feel
1: like we could have written that story for Todd and it would have been exactly the yeah. same. So like, hey, can you imagine what would happen during Todd's camping trip? Like, oh, the grill would fall over and start a
0: mini fire. Then they had to be evacuated to Flash a gym. Flashlights weren't
3: working. It was just <laughs> darkness and damp and inside a gym of some school. I don't know what happened.
0: We make the smooth Segway to John Smoltz, the Hall of Famer MLB Network analyst. MLB Network will launch a new series on Monday at 7. The Sounds of Baseball. Vince Scully is featured as the uh, first voice, the greatest calls and moments from his play-by-play broadcast. John, how are you at the golf course? I am, but I got a camping story to tell you. Okay. Right.
4: So it's not, you know, woodsman camper type scenario. We had a 27-foot condos, condor as a kid motor home and we would go camping in the uh, upper peninsula and we'd go you know all over the place in it and then we just des- detected that there was a short in the electrical system and we all knew it but we were out on our trip and the rule was you had to have shoes on because the metal stairs and the metal handle if you touched it without shoes you're going to get you know shocked so we all <laughs> knew it i'm on the inside of the motorhome; campfire's right outside I decide I'm going to jump from inside with no shoes, out, miss the step, but I grabbed the handle, and I'm getting fried, like stuck to the handle, and my mom was behind me and kicked me off the handle, out on the ground, and to this day my mom thinks that's why my arm was the way it was.
0: Wait, in, no a, proof of it. in a good
4: way or, or a bad way? In a good way, yeah, in a good way. She thinks, you know, that <laughs> I developed a super arm or something when I was 12 years old. But, yeah, that was a, that was, uh, was we no longer had the motor home after that. We, <laughs> we had to get, get rid of it. But it was my fault for jumping out there without any shoes. And, uh, but in the long run, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it did help my arm. Well, Who
0: that's, that's kind of like the natural with uh, Wonder Boy, the bat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I do not
4: advocate that for any young 12-year-old who's trying to uh, throw 90. All
0: right. Well, great to talk to you, John. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. All right. Give me something optimistic about this baseball season.
4: Okay. The optimism is that they're going to play. All right. All the negotiations and all the bantering back and forth is part of the deal that they have to work out a million things. So once they get close to working out 10 things, you're going to have, in general, uh, I think, an agreement, and then they'll play the season. Out of this season, I think you're going to see some things that will adjust for the future that will be a benefit. Um, This is unprecedented times. These are tough decisions. Uh, There's no easy answer. Players are going to have to make adjustments. Owners are going to have to make adjustments. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to play the game And they're going to have a unique opportunity to create some different playoffs, atmospheres, and even excitement. And I think it's going to trail into the next couple years. You're going to see some things that come out of it, in my opinion, that will benefit Uh, teams that basically start out the year and say, okay, you know what, we don't have a chance to win, so we're going to build for the future. But with extra playoff spots, I think that eliminates half the teams from doing that. I think it creates a better – opportunity to see more um, cities have a chance to compete in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're going to go from 10 to 14 teams for the playoffs if they have it this year, and I guess they're on the books for next year. I mentioned if I'm a pitcher, John, I have some trepidation with a, let's say it's 50 game schedule, how am I going to be used? And we've seen, you know, you can steal a championship here, or you can win your division. You know, with 50 games, if I have 3 really good starters or 4 starters or do I add even more where I keep everybody fresh for the entire season? But I would just be a little bit nervous about a, you know, being a pitcher coming back with a shortened season and how I'm going to be used. Would you have any concern about that?
4: Yeah, but I just don't I and maybe I'm, you know, I'm not up to Speed on all this. I just have a hard time believing it's going to be a fifty-game season. Um, okay. I think that's. I just. I really do. I think there's going to be somewhere between, you know, somewhere between fifty and a hundred uh, is going to be the number because that seems to be the numbers that are both back and forth. Fifty games seems a little unrealistic from a standpoint of of how they're going to compete um, and get it, you know, ironed out. But from a pitching standpoint, uh, I think the biggest thing that that will be an advantage is the veteran pitcher knows how to handle this situation better than a guy who just basically uh, chucks it and throws it as hard as he can. Those guys probably a little more at risk, but I think they're going to have, I would assume they're going to have expanded rosters. I think in the beginning month, you're going to see caution with a lot of pitchers, and you're going to see a lot more pitchers being used. That's my opinion on how they would handle that. Uh, Getting ready, getting arm shape ready is not that big a deal, but getting game ready would be a little bit more interesting to see how, how people handle it. And then, of course, they got to work out how long does the season go and how far into the offseason then, then you're starting to deal with recovery. But, but I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic, Dan, that this thing's going to work out. We're going to play baseball. It's going to be unique. It's going to be different. Um, you know, they're going to hear sounds in the stadium that you never heard before as a player. You're going to have to get used to that because it seems like there's not going to be a lot of crowd or any crowd at all uh, throughout most of the season.
0: But what are those sounds we're going to hear that we weren't privy to before? Well, I can
4: speak from experience. Uh, when the Atlanta Braves, when I broke in, I could hear the lights buzzing. I could hear the vendors <laughs> saying how bad I was. I could hear every single thing. It's, it's going to be more like um, back to your youth days of, of tournaments where the echoes and the sounds you're just not used to because it gets drowned out by the crowd. And you know, from you're going to hear everything the players say. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty unique to hear some yelling. Uh, some cheering or whatever that's going on or some bantering back and forth. So that part will take a little while to get used to, believe it or not. When you're on the mound and you're focused on getting outs, there's a roar, a dull roar, but there's a buzz. And you're you're trying – it's almost like, you know, some people can go to sleep with sounds, some people can't even – begin to sleep with a sound it's going to be different for different people and how they handle it
0: he's john smoltz the hall of famer mlb network analyst and of course uh working for fox as well (laughs) you know i I start to look at um what the game is now and when we had this the lockout before when we had the 94 strike shortened season you know you're just trying to figure out what the fan interest is going to be. Like, what what is in jeopardy right now if we don't have a season this year? Uh, or or is that – you don't want to talk about that hypothetical?
4: No, no. I mean, that's a real question and a question that everyone is having to deal with right now. Because it's not a normal circumstance, we're not just talking about labor disputes. That's one thing that – and then hard, you know, it gets, it's hard for people to get over because they don't understand it's not just about economics, but it always boils down to about economics, right? So no one wants to hear, uh, especially in these times about economics. But if the game's not played, that's a real issue that will not go well for both sides. That, that'll be a fan base that will really struggle to try to figure out why they couldn't work it out. And that's the PR battle that, that both sides always have to factor in. And I'm sure are, and that's why I think when you hear you hear some of the things that come out, that that somewhat could be posturing. That, but I just really believe that in the end of the day, they're going to get to a number that's agreeable by everybody, a game number, and they're going to play baseball. And the country sorely needs it. They know it. Um, you know, 19. I was part of the, the strike. That was brutal. From uh, the from the end from the end, uh, end point of, we lost some fans permanently. We lost some fans for a while. And when you don't play the World Series, man, that is, uh, that's how much those times and how difficult those decisions were based on, on the circumstances and the negotiations that a lot of people didn't understand. And there was no way. If everyone could go back in that time, you could not and should not have tried to explain it because it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you felt 100% or you were righteous in your belief. It didn't matter. The outcome was not going to sit well. Four players, and uh, that that certainly is the way it went back then.
0: Well, you had Cal Ripken's streak that people were interested in, in bringing back baseball. Then you had Sosa and Maguire. Like you were in the middle of that Sosa Maguire pitching in the National League. Like, how big a deal was that with that home run chase between those two?
4: It, it was unbelievable from a standpoint of look. I, I was a younger player, and in the midst of that, you know, just I felt like in every time I was. Looking up, my mouth was open with just the leadership and everything was going on. But from the home run chase, everybody got caught up in that. You couldn't help but get caught up in that. And, and certainly a lot of people will point to that as how that healed baseball or brought fans back and got the excitement back. I really think, and, and I'm not just saying this, I really think the outcome of this season is going to create some very interesting and exciting future negotiations for how the playoffs could or should look. And I think you're going to see some teams re re-evaluate how they put their teams together based on the opportunity to have a couple more playoff spots. Playoff baseball is great. Just like playoff hockey, you know, basically any playoffs is where the interest, the attention, the adrenaline, everything is amped up. And I think you're going to see this season, however many games are played, the good teams are going to be good. You're going to get a surprise team. Because of the of the situation, I've always said you've heard me talk about it before. I'm a huge, huge fan of split seasons. Don't need to go into all those details that now about what that is and how it would look. But this is basically the version. This would be like a first half split season because that's all the amount of games you're going to be able to play this year, and you're going to op- you're going to see some opportunities of teams that uh, had no chance leaving spring training. The, lot, the outlook was bad. 162 games, no way our roster can compete. But in, let's just say they do 81 or 82 games. Every team has a legitimate chance based on the schedule that they're going to play this year with maybe minus, you know, 2 to 5% of the teams that uh, are just not ready yet.
0: Nice job by you not wanting to talk about McGuire and Sosa and giving up home runs perhaps during that. Uh, did you give up home runs to those guys? No, no uh-uh.
4: <laughs> no. I think I only gave up one to either one of them in my career, I think. You might want to have uh, that, be it, that fact check, but I think it was only one.
0: At their peak, you got Sosa, McGuire. Who would you want to face?
4: Well, uh, Sosa was a little bit more of a wild swinger. They both swung and missed a lot. Um, I would say Sosa only because... Uh, his generated power was different than Maguire's generated power. Maguire looked like he could sit in a chair and flick it with those Popeye arms and just, you know, out to Big Mac land. He, has a, he was imposing. He sat up there and you just, you know, he wiggled that. It looked like a toothpick he had in his, in his hands for a bat. Whereas Sosa, you just never wanted to see him hop. And if he hopped, you were in trouble because usually that, that meant the ball was going, you know, over the fence. But I had relatively good success against most guys that would swing and miss a lot. Uh, obviously Bonds was not one of those guys because uh, I gave up the most home runs to him. And uh, so I don't even know why I brought that up. There's no reason to bring that up because you didn't ask
0: me about I it. I know, but I was going to because I – okay, put the audience on the mound as you're facing Bonds, peak Bonds. What do you think? Peak
4: Bonds, uh, the strike zone looked like um, – it looked like a coffee cup.
0: Um, his. <laughs> His
4: discipline was so unique, Uh, and somebody told me later, I mean, his eyes, when they did the test of his eyes, that he could track a baseball longer than most, which which spoke to his discipline. But when you're on the mound, you know you've got one chance to get him. He's not going to miss a mistake, and he's not going to swing at two bad pitches. When he was at his peak, and I challenged him a lot, that's why I gave up a lot of home (laughs) runs. Fortunately, I never gave up the ones in the postseason that – that, that hurt me, but I challenged him. We talked a lot. He had respect for me, challenged him, but he knew that he was a, he was better than anybody who was on the mound. And, you know, from the standpoint of trying to squeeze a ball on the inside, here's the I – mean, I mean, I think I've told you the story, but I, I decided in the playoffs when I was closing that I was going to mess with his mind. I asked Greg Maddox what he thought about this game plan. He says, yeah, I think it'll work. <laughs> And the, and the mindset was I was going to throw a pitch inside and then throw a pitch really inside. I said, i got to move his feet. I never move his feet. I never make him uncomfortable. And then I'm going to throw one up and in. I'm not trying to hit him, but i got to establish the inside part of the plate. So I execute the first two pitches. He kind of looks at me because it's totally different than the way I'd face him. I threw one almost under the armpit. Inside, probably a foot in off the plate. He hit it for a homer, 420 feet. The ball didn't hook. We won the game, and I came in, and Greg Maddox goes, how'd that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, not very well. Uh, thanks for the insight. And uh, I, I never tried to do that again. It was, It is single most greatest home run I've ever seen a person hit because – You've got to see the replay. It doesn't seem possible that a guy could pull his hands in and not hook the ball foul and then basically run around the fence or run around the bases like, you know what, I'm way better than you. <laughs> and
0: he was. In your first season, 1988, you made six home starts for the Braves. The average attendance for those six home games was a generous 9,700 people.
4: Yeah, no way either. I'm telling you, there was less than 5,000 in a lot of those games. They were counting season ticket holders. It was so difficult to not hear. And I was struggling with, you know, concentrating anyways, because you're hearing all of these noises and all of – I mean, literally rag city because we weren't very good. And uh, thankfully, when we started getting good, the fans, you know, you didn't hear the light buzzing. You didn't hear the beer salesman, the crackers, uh, the you know peanuts. It was it was unbelievable, and that's you're not going to hear those sounds because they won't be in the stands. But you're going to hear, you're going to hear this weird, quiet, and echoing of the bat, the sound of the bat, you know, hitting in the in the in the stands where nobody's going to be. It's going to be it is going to be weird, um, and I don't know what it's going to be like for the broadcasters who are actually in the stadium to be able to broadcast the game. That too is going to be a unique challenge when you're used to uh, all kinds of noise.
0: Yeah, John, I used to go to those Braves games. I was working at CNN at the time, and we would start in left field because the sun would be on us in left. Then we would move to center, and then we would end up in right just above Homer the Brave. And we could sit wherever we wanted to with the Braves. And, and you guys were a young team and you could see that you were on the verge perhaps of something. But I just remember going to those Braves games and it was basically sit. We had the, the beer vendor just sit with us because there was nobody else to serve. I, we would just tell him, we'd just say, Hey, just sit here. And then that way you don't have to walk around. But, uh, Things have uh, times have changed. My,
4: my first couple years there, I went to a, a small comedy shop in Atlanta, and eighty uh, percent of the jokes were about the <laughs> Atlanta Braves. And early, I started laughing. Then I realized it's all about us. It's like, hey, uh, what time? What time can you uh, can you? <laughs> you know, this would be a good year to start to paint the seats. They, they they ragged us so bad, and then ultimately we turned it around. But um, man, four or five thousand in the stands. That was a commonplace back in Fulton County.
0: Are you on the first tee right now?
4: No, I'm actually on the sixteenth tee, way up top, power five.
0: Okay, well, elevated Can tee. you can you tee off? Because we've had really very little sporting events. Uh, can you can you tee off just so we can hear that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to here we go. John,
0: John Smoltz, Hall of Famer. Very good.
4: I'm going to I'm I'm dress the ball. Hello ball. Okay. And now here we go. I'm gonna send this one about three ten with a little fade. Ooh. Oh, that was good. Oh that was really, really good.
0: I'm gonna take you at your word, John. Is yeah,
4: missed the bunker, middle of the fairway. I got about two twenty in on a par five.
0: I'm going to check back in with you a little bit later on today to see how you're doing, John. Hey, uh, always great. Okay. To, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we appreciate your time as always. Uh, my pleasure, Dan. That's John Smoltz, Hall of Famer. Take a break. We'll bring you our moment of the week right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last minute buzzer beaters. Gaps in health coverage. But, when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck Duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, Health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like copays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness And that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But... With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the costs, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds.
6: Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: More phone calls coming up. What do we have? Fajitas on the Traeger? Steak fajitas and I think
2: chicken fajitas. Ooh. That's nice. The uh, peppers and onions have been marinating all morning.
0: Ooh, I like it. Our moment of the week, and uh, this one stood out. It happened yesterday. Here's Rex Chapman, a guest on our show yesterday. He talked about the time when Michael Jordan called him and tried to recruit him. When Rex was in high school, Michael wanted to get him to go to North Carolina. Michael
4: called me in high school for Dean to go to Carolina. He was probably first or second year player in the league. And that was cool and everything, but then we we had the same
0: agent forever, David Falk. Wait, wait. So Jordan calls you. You're a senior yeah. in high school. Yeah, junior. A junior in high school. Yeah. And he says, like, like, well, how does that? So mom picks uh, up the phone and goes, No, no, no. Better. It's even better. Back in the day, there's only a landline, you know, in your house. And uh, me and my sister, she's a year younger. You know, the phone was a whole big deal. <laughs> and every time recruiters called,
4: the 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 rule for my sister Jenny was Jenny had to get off the
0: phone if a recruiter (laughs) called in. So she hated me and hated the whole thing. And, uh, Michael, uh, Dean had told me Michael was going to be calling and I was home, but the phone rang. I guess she was on the phone and she clicks over and says, hello. And he says, hi, uh, this is Michael Jordan. Can I talk to Rex? And she hung up on (laughs) (laughs) him. He got, he called right back, and I guess he figured <laughs> she figured it out. Figured it out. How did you turn? So now you know why Michael lit you up that one night because you turned down Carolina. He holds yeah. grudges, Rex. That's our moment of the week, and he he talked about a night that he had when I think he was with the Miami Heat and uh, lit up Jordan in the Bulls for thirty eight or thirty nine, and then the next time they played. Michael elbowed him right in the sternum to start the game. And Rex realized that this was going to be a little different outcome. That's our moment of the week. By the way, Rex said that he was on the verge of being traded to the Bulls right before the All-Star break. This is when Jordan was playing baseball. Rex dislocates his ankle. The trade never goes through. He goes back to Washington and then he was going to be traded for Ron Harper. Harper stays. Harper wins a couple of championships with uh, Michael Jordan. Moment of the week brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a customer. It includes your FICO credit score. Checking your scorecard will not hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com/slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. Uh, Dale in Indiana joins us. Dale, what do you have for me?
6: 59180. I heard you guys talking about camping earlier in the last segment, and I'm actually taking myself, my wife, and my three boys, ages four, eight, and nine this weekend nice. and i want I was hoping to go around the room to see uh what is the one item that everyone would take not 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 essentials, you know like a tent, a chair, a grill, sleeping bags. What's everyone taking? Tell me out to make this a good weekend.
0: All right, we got about 20 seconds. Uh, good luck with that, Dale. Fritzy, what would you take?
3: Uh, outside of a lot of toilet paper, I'd take a football. Have a little All football All right.
0: Uh, Seaton, bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. McLovin, a generator. Pauly, beer. Yeah. <laughs> Lots nope. of beer. I would too. All right, final hour coming up. More phone calls as well. Seaton, Pauly, Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly. You've been listening to the Dan Patrick Show. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz, available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQE SUV.
5: You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum Card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience.
1: Oh, okay chef
5: you're looking at something you've never seen before much less tasted after your first bite you say nothing because you're speechless that's the powerful backing of American Express see how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with terms apply
3: whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go
6: to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services infinity presents a new chapter in luxury